You've planned your wedding. Now let the real fun begin. Registering for all those gifts you'll love just as much as your partner, if not more. <laughs> Crate and Barrel offers the perfect curation of product to choose from so you and your fiance can pick out items that are perfect for entertaining, like stemless wine glasses, less chance of spilling, or cozying up for a movie night under our linen bedding. Start your Crate and Barrel registry now at crateandbarrel.com slash gift registry. Do you know what it will entice you to clean if your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products? Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut-scented Clorox Antiva. It smells like coconut it cleans like Clorox, and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. This is Ben, and we don't have Ashley today. We have a very special co-host, Kendall's in the house. Hello, Kendall. guys. Hello. <laughs> Kendall Long from The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. She's found love, and we've got to catch up with her. She's going to be around the whole podcast, talking everything Bachelor. We're talking everything Colton, and we're going to catch up on her life Kindle, Hello. you've just gotten back to L.A. <laughs> I have. Uh, you've been traveling. What in the world have you been up to? Um, well, Joe is on Dancing with the Stars tour right now, so I've been living the bus life with him. Um, and I'm actually going to be going back in a week to Philadelphia to complete the tour with him. So, yeah, that's been it's been pretty it's been pretty fun. When you go visit Joe on tour, what does that look like? Like, are, With Dance with the Stars, do they treat these dancers well? Are they staying in hotels? Are they flying everywhere? They treat them so well. Um, I think a lot of the time they'll sleep on the bus, but when I was there, luckily enough, Joe did have a hotel that we were able to stay in. But um, yeah, it may, it's mainly just bus life. You During the night, you'll go to a different city every night, and... He he loves it. I mean, he's hosting it and he's gotten amazing on stage and so comfortable. So it's amazing to see just like all the dancers like dancing and getting to know them more and playing games on the bus and seeing different cities and towns. And uh, yeah, it's just like traveling and performing, which is like the circus life in some way. Yeah, it kind of is. So wait, uh, I think a lot of people out there listening wouldn't know this. So so Joe, uh, your boyfriend went on Dancing with the Stars. Everybody does know that grocery store Joe. But yes. then after the show, they go on tour. They kind of travel all throughout the United States, putting on shows in different cities for for what three months. Yeah, so it's about three months. But this year they have a couple different stars that are doing the tour, and he is doing a he's doing it for a month. So he's probably on his second week, and he has two more weeks, and then um, yeah. So he's just been kind of cruising around. <laughs> is he hosting it? You said. Yeah, he's hosting it. Initially, he did do a couple dances, and I think he still does one dance, but it's not as much dancing. It's more so the hosting part, which I think he's probably really excited about. But uh-huh. I, I wish he did more dancing personally. Because yeah. <laughs> I Don't love, we all? I love seeing him dance. It's, it's so cute. <laughs> oh, that's love right there. Um, <laughs> is, uh, is the champion Bobby Bones on tour? He is. Yeah. So he hosted Radio City with Joe, and um, he is awesome. He has so much energy. I cannot imagine how that guy functions. He has, uh, he's everywhere. He does a radio show in the mornings. Anyways, that's crazy. So, uh, Kendall, I was, I was just doing a little research trying to catch up on your life. And the headlines today are Kendall Long talks possible engagement to Joe. What? 
Yeah, that's on <laughs> E! Online today, five hours ago. If you just Google your name, it pops up very first thing. Really, I can't keep up. I can't keep up with my own life right now. Um, I mean, it's something that we're not afraid of, but mm-hmm. we haven't talked about a specific... We haven't talked specifically about an engagement together. Okay. It's funny. You haven't. It's not even like hinted at. No, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely something that we've talked about. We're not afraid of. And, um, I think it's the understanding that when you're in a relationship, you wouldn't be in it unless you thought there was a possibility of being engaged. So, Mm -hmm. um, I think the day that engagement is off the table is the day that Joe and I are no longer together, which is not going to be happening at least I hope, I hope ever. (laughs) So that's great to hear. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it really is. We are, we're rooting for you guys. Like, I mean, Bachelor Nation absolutely loves you and Joe. Uh, but we also know that the pressures of these kind of questions are just annoying all the time. Yeah. I, I actually, uh, you know, I just mentioned, I think uh, last week on the podcast that I was dating somebody and all of a sudden it's this massive deal. And I was like, oh, well, this is get married. <laughs> yeah, I guess now I'm getting married. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's exciting and, uh, and it is fun, but it is also the world that we've walked into is where your relationship is now kind of the highlight in your identity. Yeah. Um, do you ever feel, you know, and, and we're going to move on here in a second and we're going to talk to, we have a great episode ahead of us. We're going to talk Colton's, uh, recap. We're going to catch up with Ashley Iconetti. Uh, I don't know if you all know her, but, uh, she's the co-host <laughs> of this podcast. She's in Mexico kind of hanging out. I don't know what she's doing in Mexico. So, uh, and then, uh, Rebecca Cruz, who was on, uh, this week's episode of the bachelor is going to come on and give us some behind the scenes juice and dirt on what all happened. It's going to be awesome. But, uh, yeah. So, you know, Kendall, do you, I was thinking the other day that I've, I've, you know, been slow to date. Uh, and, and, you know, you, I don't think have dated a ton outside of Joe and, and during your time on the show, but it was also a pretty quick turnover for you. Yeah. The, our identities now become our relationships. And I, I've realized, I think recently how much that's affected me personally. Has, has that affected you at all? Do you, you see that kind of changing the way that you and Joe date, or does it feel just as normal as any other relationship you ever had? I mean, it definitely isn't the same as any relationship I've ever had. Um, I feel like every decision we make has an opinion, has many different opinions. Um, but I, I think we've, I think we find humor in everything. And I think you have to find humor in the things that could be difficult, like people having negative opinions. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's it, it, most of the times I forget that people even care that we're in a relationship. It's only when you look on social media that you realize that. But walking around, you know, all the I mean, it, it is kind of funny having talking to random people and they know your entire history. And they're like, oh, yeah, like. I've seen you guys do this and you guys are like this. And it's funny to have people aware of that, but it's almost as if it's almost as if I just have more friends in some way that's kind of understand what I've been through. So I don't have to, you know, tell them the whole entire story. Um, and I also, I also feel like it's, it's funny that I usually assume that people know who Joe is when in a conversation. And there are some people who don't watch the show. I'm like, Oh yeah, Joe. And they're like, Joe, <laughs> but, yeah. but the majority of the time people do know, you know, who he is, but, uh, yeah. 
you guys, you know, kind of one thing you've, you've done uh, in your relationship and, and just in the last couple months is I've seen both of you just from an outsider's but I'm just a fan, right? I don't, I don't know you two personally very well, but I've watched you two kind of come together as a couple and both grow up as people and not grow up like you had any growing up to do. Like, oh, you were a total failure as a person before. I, I, again, I didn't know. But I've seen a transition maybe or um, an involvement in both of your lives. You, you just mentioned it. You know, no, now Joe's comfortable on stage. He's been on Dance with the Stars going from some little sheepish kid who didn't want to be on the show at all mm-hmm. to now, you know, rocking out and hosting a show. And for you, you know, now you're, you're – relationship with Joe is stronger. You know, you kind of fought through everything that we saw on bachelor in paradise. And then you're, you know, now supporting him and you guys are going around on Instagram and your relationship with your sister strong, all these things I've been watching from a distance. And it's been really cool. But for you, is that, has that affected your personal life at all? Oh, it can't help but affect your personal life. It's in almost everything that you do. So I think it's just, you go through a transition of adjusting to what life is like now. And, um, I think the one thing I, I, I mainly just listen to the opinions of people who truly know me. And that's kind of what you have to do. You can't take the good. You can't take the bad. And you just have to listen to people who truly know who you are, because those are the ones that have any effect on, you know, they're the ones that truly, like, truly can have an opinion about my life. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, it, my life definitely has done a 180. But at the same time, humans are interesting creatures right we can we can adjust to things rather quickly we find normalcy in things so um i feel like i i have a sense of normalcy now with it and it's not really odd that's awesome. That's awesome. Everything about your life should be odd, and it's not because you've adapted. Uh, <laughs> I've speaking adapted. of uh, speaking of adapted, uh, what do you think of Colton so far as a bachelor? I think he's doing really good. I think a lot of people at first were worried about him being the bachelor, maybe his age or maybe not ready because of all the drama he's been through with his past relationships on the show. But I personally think he's doing he's handling himself very well. You know, I agree. I think he's doing this. Uh, we, after watching this week's episode, it became very clear to me. He he definitely doesn't have swag. Uh, <laughs> he has zero swag. It's but endearing. It's endearing. Yeah, you watch him and you're like, I feel for this guy. He's still nervous when the women show up for group dates. Like, he still stumbles over his words. I do notice that. Like, I do you know, notice that. But it's that. great because he's not, he's not a professional entertainer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really fun. And I don't think we should have the expectation that he should be an entertainer. I mean, he... It is real life. You're seeing real life. And um, I was extremely nervous. And I know Joe was extremely nervous when going on the show. And it takes a while to adjust to that, especially if everyone's looking up to you with all these expectations. And, oh, you're the bachelor. You're this guy that's supposed to fill all these needs that I have. And um, it's a lot of pressure to put on somebody. I mean, and he's I'm sure he's hyper aware of the fact that everybody is going to have a very strong opinion about him every single step of the way. And you can't help but feel that. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, I think he's doing great. This week's episode kind of solidified that. Hey, uh, Kendall, you were able to watch this week's episode. I was able to walk the, watch this week's episode. We're going to call up Ashley Eikenetti here in a few minutes uh, to get her take. But I want to hear from you first. Uh, we've already talked about Colton as The Bachelor. What do you think about the group dates on this episode? Let's start with the pirate. Oh, I loved the pirate date. I've actually personally been to the pirate show before. Um, I got my sister and brother a ticket for Christmas last year, and we all went to the pirate show, and you could dress up as a pirate, and, you know, we did the whole, like, eating with your hands thing and watching the show, and you vote. I actually was one of the people who got to carry the flag and run with the flag across, so I was very into it. Um, So that would have been a perfect date. (laughs) 
the, my first question is what is this place? Like explain the whole setup for me. You just kind of did. It's a dinner place. It sounds like yeah. where you buy tickets and you watch a show. Is this in Los Angeles? Um, it's outside of Los Angeles. I think it's about an hour or so away. It's a trek. But um, so, yeah, it's a dinner show. It's very much like when they have the nights, you know, medieval, time. medieval mm-hmm. times. It's very much like that, but it's pirate based. So you just go and you sit in, in like a Coliseum audience and you watch these pirates put on a show and you have to cheer for your pirate, your team. So I was orange team, but there's like a blue team and a red team. And um, yeah, it gets very it gets very rowdy in there. And so I mean, it's intimidating, I'm sure, to have everybody staring at you and having to fight and do all these crazy tricks. So those girls definitely had it out. Would you have enjoyed this group date? Oh, yeah. That would have been by far one of my favorite dates. I would absolutely, absolutely love that. Who kind of captured then as you're watching this, you're going, all right, I would love this group date. This looks like a place for me. Who kind of captured your eye for the women there that you're like, all right, they're standing out during this date? I think for me, um, Hannah definitely stood out because she was rocking it up on that balance beam and also Mm -hmm. Kaylin, because I, I think I was just more so jealous that she got to use the zip line and zip line mm. <laughs> down but um and there's definitely drama between both of them so i feel like that was a huge focus on the date it's it's interesting i think this is a good time to kind of roll into the first part of their drama because that's obviously a massive storyline so far in this season uh you know actually after watching this episode i feel like we got a very clear picture that this is ugly i mean this is uh, pretty divisive they don't like each other there's a lot of pain in the first part of this episode, I'm watching this, and I just feel like it's a little tiff, right? Something's happened. Somebody's beat the other person in a pageant, and now they're angry. But as the episode goes on, I feel like there's a lot of pain here that we're not being told. Do that's, you agree? That's what I felt, too. I was really confused because all I know is that they're just throwing adjectives at each other. They're describing each mm-hmm. other in negative ways, but they're not really talking about the facts behind why those adjectives are being given so um and i know that with kaylin she had gone through a traumatic experience and there's no light shed on what that traumatic experience is so it's it's def- it's difficult to empathize with people and i definitely did feel empathy for both of them but it's difficult to understand the empathy if you don't know how they got to that place so mm. i was i was I'm, I'm still confused as to why it is such a big deal and why hannah had said that um if she, if Colton liked someone like Kaylin that he wasn't looking for her. Like it was almost like an, in some ways it sounded like an ultimatum, you know, either yeah. it's me or her. And I don't know if that was something that I really agreed with. Mm. It's, it's puts Colton in a weird place and it's not the best way to present yourself, right? It, it doesn't show a lot of uh, understanding or patience for the circumstance can help all of our listeners and myself understand this. So you're, you're in week uh, three at this point, you've been in a house for a while. Uh, you're starting to get comfortable. You're starting to learn other people's, you know, personality traits. You're starting to understand, you know, which women are there for the right reasons and which women aren't. But in this episode, we really start to see the claws come out. I mean, women are after Demi. Oh my uh, goodness. The, the the Kaylin and Hannah situation. Uh, we have some snarky comments during group dates. As as somebody is sitting in the house on those group dates, what is going through your mind, and why do you think year over year over year the contestants react this way to these scenarios? I mean, it's a very different experience. You're not used to being thrown in with a bunch of girls you've never met before and trying to vie for one man's heart. It's a 
it's a unique experience. So I feel like there's a lot of shifting. There's a lot of people who are um, trying to see what the pecking order is in some sense. You're trying to see who you want to be friends with, who you don't want to be friends with. You almost have to be friends with one person. If they don't like someone else, you can't be friends with them. It's just a very... It's a bunch of shifting, and I think people are just adjusting to a lifestyle with sleep deprivation and um, Mm -hmm. emotions going everywhere, and uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, I think in life, whenever there's something completely different that's thrown at you, you have to shift in some way, and people react to that differently. And shifting in an environment that's unfamiliar has to be even harder. There's one thing, I always love this episode. On both seasons, the the Bachelor and the Bachelor. I don't know if you realize it this week or not, but the the episode that you see the women show up to get a group date or show up in the morning without makeup on, and the the episode that the men come in with like pajamas and like their hair messed up, mm-hmm. then you know they're getting comfortable. Like oh, that's what yeah. I love because the first week everybody's dressed up, right? First episode, no matter where they're at or how early it is, they're ready to go, right? Guys and girls. But you you see when people start kind of putting their guard down when they show up with like pajamas, glasses, and their hair like in a bun. I love that. That's that when was I my know favorite. We're getting some, yeah, we're getting some real stuff. And that's my favorite feeling too in the house. Also feeling like you can settle in and feel comfortable and start getting used to your environment. I probably felt the most uncomfortable the first night. I felt the mm. most unlike myself because you have someone doing your hair and doing your makeup. And um, I almost felt like that didn't really truly show who I was. And then when you do get to be more relaxed and, you know, with no makeup, I almost felt like, okay, well, now I'm showing who I really am. And so I could be more open to this experience in that way. What week is that, do you think? I mean, is it week three typically? Mm, I think yeah, I think it takes a little while to settle in only because you still have your you're still on high alert maybe the first week. And then week two, you slowly start to maybe put a little bit of makeup on when you go down there. Um, you just have to get used to the fact that you're being filmed 24-7. And, I, and, I, and you can't wear makeup 24-7. I feel like you just suffocate your face. So <laughs> so I think I think it's good. I love seeing – I think this was the first week where people – where the girls seemed to be more real to me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I, we're starting to see – we're starting to see the claws come out, which also means that we're starting to see the realness of the personalities. Kendall, after the pirate ship, uh, which was, I agree, a good group day. I just like group days because they're goofy. I don't want any more of these like group dates. I don't have high expectations for group dates, I guess I should say. So when they're funny, goofy, or whatever, they work for me. But it's the after party. The after party is where, where it all goes re- down. It all goes down. <laughs> Uh, can you walk our listeners real quick what it's like leaving a group day? Okay, so you leave a group day, you're sweaty, you're sticky, you've been running around all day. What does it look like prepping then for the evening portion? Oh, it's a mad rush because there's a bunch of girls who all need to get a shower, all need to do makeup, all need to find an outfit. So I always felt like it was, I mean, personally, I was I was glad that I, maybe I just didn't have a lot of makeup experience so it didn't really take me a long time to do my makeup, but everyone looks extremely flawless. You go on the group date and it's really relaxed. You have comfortable clothes on and you do like funny things. Sometimes you have costumes. Then you go to the cocktail party and that, you know, it's, it's just a shift in energy. It's like, OK, we had fun today, but now like this is business and now we have to make something happen. So, yeah. <laughs> You're right. One of the girls uh, who was known to get ready for these after parties is my beautiful and wonderful co-host, Ashley Iconetti, who's on the line now. Ashley Iconetti, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. Are you out there? <laughs> Hi, Ben. That's super weird. 
<laughs> Ashley, we're uh, we're taking a little time right now, and I think you and Kendall will have great perspective on this. What it looks like going, we're talking about the pirate ship date, moving into the evening uh-huh. portion of the date. What it looks like after leaving like the the fun activity part, transitioning into the evening portion for all the listeners, the behind the scenes, logistically, that's got to be a nightmare. And Kendall just shared that, yeah, everybody's mad rush, showering, putting makeup on. She didn't take a long time to get ready. I imagine you took a little longer. You know, everybody likes to think that I took forever to get ready, and maybe I did season one, but the producers would always give, like, they would try to wake me up earlier or have me go and get ready before everybody else because they thought it was going to take me so much longer. I was like, you guys, I've got this down pat. I do not need more than 45 minutes if it's just going to be makeup and hair. I can do makeup and hair that quickly. It is hard in the ma- in the mansion and when you're on a group date because there's not enough mirrors to go around. Oh, the lighting is so important. I actually brought oh, my the own. the lighting is horrendous. Yeah, I brought my own why... little one. You did? Yeah, yeah I did. Because that's, that's why I did um, with Paradise Season uh, yeah, too. I was like, the lighting was so bad in the mansion that I got that vanity on the go. Yep, I did the same exact thing, and I also had girls borrowing it after I used it. So yeah, and the light, and you, and actually, a lot of people would do their makeup outside because inside they had that fake lighting, and it, it was like lit from above, was, so you had shadows on your face, and so oh going my outside gosh, was yes, like a pure the form dim lighting. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's interesting. I mean, I think all the listeners out there would be kind of they've always asked, right? So you leave these group dates and you go typically to back to the mansion to grab some clothes or you you go to a hotel. The show does a great job. They they pick out a hotel kind of closer to the 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 group date space because like Kendall said the pirate ship is an hour from LA like going all the way back to the mansion changing getting ready for the evening portion is a lot so you go to this hotel they get you food you eat but it is a mad rush I mean I think I remember as the guys there was like two or three rooms they would use for like ten of us and we would all be in there trying to throw our suits on spraying cologne doing our <laughs> hair it's a wild party but it's I think for our listeners it's it's actually a lot of fun because where you start to bond with the other contestants. Oh, yeah. You definitely and in helping each other out. The one thing I really loved about all the mad rushes was that um, people would ask, oh, do you want to borrow my clothes or do you need to use my mirror or makeup? And um, there's a lot of like female bonding. At least I can speak for our season when when you were pushed by you had the pressure of having to get ready. The girls always wanted me to do their eyebrows. So like, I'll be in the middle of their makeup. And they're like, Ashley, if you have a little extra time, can you please do my eyebrows? I'm like, ah! <laughs> I would definitely be one of those people because my sister does my eyebrows for me. She's way more talented than I am. And so I would be the, one of those girls asking you to help me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ashley, you're not with us this week. Uh, before we get back into the Bachelor talk, we're summing up Colton's uh, third episode of his season. Where are you and what are you doing? Um, it is me, Jared, obviously, Carly and Evan, and we're down at the Secrets Resort in Cancun doing a piece for entertainment tonight. Oh, that sounds awesome. so nice. You have a little yeah. rough life, Ash. You're getting paid <laughs> to go to the Cancun Secrets Resort for entertainment tonight. I, You know what? I envy you sometimes. Well, you know what, Ben? I'm sure you're given plenty similar opportunities. <laughs> um, well, Ash, we miss you here in studio, but uh, everybody's wondering, what's your opinion so far uh, after episode three on Colton? On Colton? 
I think I like, I still feel the same about Colton. I think he's just like a super nice, great guy. I think he's been a really good bachelor. I think like this episode, he's really gotten comfortable and he's taking charge and leading the whole shebang. I, but I have, kind of said the same thing. We we really yeah. thought he his his like he put his foot down this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's in control now. I think he did enough observing, and now he feels okay to like step in. And you can see he's getting really giddy and excited about certain girls, and it shows oh, yeah. on his face too when he talks about certain people. You see him like starting to like he can't help but break a little smile or get really cute. And um, yeah, I actually I love seeing that. It's like the initial. Of course, you have the initial connection, but then you start seeing those connections get more in depth. And it is kind of like seeing the honeymoon phase of the beginning of starting to discover a relationship. And that's one of my favorite parts. Yeah, it's really not a challenge to tell which girls he likes and which ones he doesn't really give an F about. Definitely. It's so easy. That's one thing. He's so easy to see. You know, I want to hear your guys' opinions. One thing I wrote down, you know, we've watched the show for years. Most people uh, out there listening have. the. You can always kind of tell who he's into and who, you know, there's a sense of it's going to be the real deal when you don't see a lot of them for the first couple weeks. And you're like, I wish I saw more of you. One is we haven't seen anything from my girl, Brie. Nothing. Like nothing from Brie yet. Uh, And then also Cassie. And mm-hmm. Hannah G, other than Hannah G, you know, on the first night, we haven't heard from her. I want to hear your three, your opinions. Do you think that means those three are big players this season? No, Ben. Hannah G had a very significant role, I felt like, in episode two. How so? But this, well, he was like, he did him with her during that group date. He was like all over her. And like, they really established that they liked each other already. So I think that's why she had a break this week. Okay. And then, and this episode, Elise really came out as a as one of the people that he really likes, and so did Kaylin. Oh, I loved Elise's date. That was adorable. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Genuinely you, heartwarming, and her story is the saddest. And they have a lot it, in common as well it, with the charities. Yeah. And... Totally. Do you think the the Brie Cassie thing? Then, I mean, do, am I wrong on that, or am, have I missed a couple? Oh no. We have not seen a lot of Cassie. And then Brie, I think she's really pretty and she got some attention for her appearance and maybe her entrance with the Australian accent. And also, I, I always remember that in the beginning of our season, um, the in the first couple of weeks, Lauren and myself both didn't get a date as well, just like Hannah didn't get a date. So I feel like Maybe because like he said, he was talking to Hannah and he did say that he felt so confident in her relationship that he wanted to get to know most like some of the other girls better and establish those relationships. So it's it's hard. It's, it's hard to balance that many women. And if you do feel confident about somebody, maybe you can put that relationship on a back burner while you're trying to give other people a chance to show who they truly are. Yeah, I completely agree. I think a lot of the time. The front runners, the ones that they're set on, they don't get dates the first couple weeks. But I, for some reason, don't feel like Bree is one of those examples. I just feel like he's going to fall at the wayside. I don't think he's she's really captured him with any conversation so far. Uh, that's too bad. You know who she kind of reminds well, me of? More for you, Ben. But then again, we all know that you're seeing someone. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just talking now. I'm just a talker, a talking head. Um, <laughs> no action involved, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, Ashley, who she reminds me of, who we used to talk about a lot, uh, who I've gotten yeah. to know a little bit, not a lot outside the show. She's great. Is there the uh, Whitney uh, Franzway? I think her name is. Um, oh yeah. She's beautiful, gorgeous. We watched that season. We're like, why isn't she shown more? Like she is like stunning. And then they just never did. And then she was gone and we never got to know she anything made it, about Whitney. She made it far, though. That's what's so crazy about Whitney is that she made it to like top eight, but we still never really got to know her. Just like on my season, we never got to know Samantha until paradise. I think Samantha had two lines on my oh, season. Man. It's, yeah, it, it's really weird. It's kind of that there, there's always that that one that is beautiful, stunning, but we don't see a lot from. It'll be interesting to see if we, we see much from Bree. Uh, hey, Ash, I, I know that you've called in to talk Bachelor, but you've also called in uh, to tell all of our listeners about one of you and Jared's favorite brands. Yeah, so recently Jared and I registered at Crate and Barrel, and it was a really fun morning that we had together. We went in and we discovered that we wanted so many houseware items that we really never even thought of like once before in our life. But then you see it and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to have that. I think we could have registered for everything in that store if we had, you know, multiple huge houses. But we seriously wanted everything, right, babe? Yeah. Well, this is Jared, by the way, chiming in because oh, I heard hello. Barrel and my, my ears perked up. Uh, it was probably one of the coolest days. Because it feels like you're just shopping for free. And I love Crane Barrel. We watch a lot of, you know, uh, House Hunters, House Hunters, HCTV, all that good stuff. So now we're very much into buying for our dream home one day. And so going to Crane Barrel and just be like, ooh, I like this. Ooh, I like this. It felt like we were shopping for free, which was awesome. It, he means shopping for free because it's a registry so that people are going to be buying it for us and we can pick out what we want and not have to actually spend the money. Um, I love the fact that if we were debating on something, whether we didn't know we were going to want it in the store, and then we came home and we were still thinking about it, we can go online or on the app and just add it to our registry. And I think we're even going to go shop a little bit more this week and register for some more things because just like browsing around the store is so much fun. Um, the Crate and Barrel employees are so knowledgeable about all the products. So you know that what you're adding to your registry is perfect for your home and lifestyle. And what I love is that Crate and Barrel has these pieces that are they are timeless, they're classic. They are going to go with whatever sh- sort of decor you're going to make your house, even in 10 years, you know? Yeah, it was just so much fun. When we were in there, we were even thinking about eating healthier because there were so many tools to make food, healthy food, fun. I was like, I need a juicer. I want that mixer. I want that, um, like, <laughs> the salad tosser, you know, the one that cleans your lettuce. I would eat salad so much more if I had the salad cleaner. <laughs> so anyway, Crate and Barrel, it's great. It's going to evolve with your style. We're going to go back because we can't get enough. And you can start your registry at Crate and Barrel now at CrateandBarrel.com slash gift registry. So head over to CrateandBarrel.com and start your, your Crate and Barrel wedding registry right now. Ash, uh, before you go, I know, uh, are you able to hang out on the beach at all with Jared this week? We, we hung out a little bit on the beach. I like in this old fart now because... I, like, want to lie in bed and get extra sleep when we are on, like, a working vacation than lie out and get tan. Like, I know I'm old now because getting tan is not the point of a vacation, just getting restive. 
Ashley, I love you. You've just, <laughs> this has been the weirdest year of my life to just watch you transition. This is the best ever. That's so funny. That's not the Ashley I knew a year ago. I know. It's kind of sad. Oh, no, you're doing great. Um, but oh, we've well, got to hear, I, mean, I, I really no, want to hear yeah. how you and Kendall feel about Demi. This is a topic that's blowing up our emails. Our Twitter handle is going crazy. People can't figure out Demi yet. They don't hate her. You know, she's not a villain. She's just confusing. And I want to hear what you and Kendall think. Kendall, you go first. <laughs> um, I think she's adorable. At the same time, it's the age shaming is difficult for me to get over. I, I feel like... Um, I feel like it's already difficult to go into a situation with a bunch of younger girls. And if you are older than The Bachelor, um, it, it you know, it's not as easy. And I see that she's um, been making fun of Tracy a lot. And um, I don't know. I, it kind of makes me cringe a little bit. It does make me cringe a little bit. I don't know if she's intending to be mean or ageist at all. But, um, it, it, you know, it kind of left me with a bad taste in my mouth about her. I think she's just being a total ham. I think she's just saying anything that's going to, like, stir people. Yeah. I don't think she's a villain, like you said, Ben. She's a she's a boring villain, if that's what she's supposed to be. She's really just a pest to me. I'm like, I'm not even laughing at you. Because a lot of the times, villains, I'll be like, oh, my God, I actually love watching that person because I cannot believe how outrageous they are. I can't believe how horrible they are. My jaw is dropping. Sometimes what they're saying is so horrible that it's funny and everything that she says, like, I just kind of watch with a straight face. I'm like, okay, move on. But the spanking, mm. the spanking, that, well, oh, I mean, Colton was not weird. into that at all. He did not want to do that. Oh, there's <laughs> nobody that you could spank and who would make it more awkward than Colton. Yeah. I mean, he, he could not have made that more awkward. <laughs> he made that so weird. Um, Hey, Ash, uh, you're right. You said it best. As always, uh, Ashley Iconetti in with the breakdown. We miss you here in the studio. Kendall's holding her own, but we, we love you, Ash. Um, you said it best. Uh, Demi just seems more like a little pest, and I think that's the <laughs> best way to describe it. Hey, uh, I know you're busy. You've got a lot of work to do, uh, and Jared's probably standing over your shoulder waiting to go play. So get out of here. We'll miss you, and we'll see you yeah. soon. Bye, love. Bye. We've got to take a second and talk about one of our uh, sponsors who definitely help us in real life, and that's Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. They strive to make financial services work for everyone and not just the wealthy. Some of the values of Robinhood app are there are no commission fees. Kendall, I don't know if you knew this, but before The Bachelor, I actually worked in financial services for five years. Uh, I did back office processing for a company out of Denver, Colorado. Uh, so I'm very familiar uh, with the financial services world and having a commission-free trading platform is incredible. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees. Trade stocks and keep all of your profits. It's also designed to help you understand charts and market data. Place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. Robinhood Web platform lets you use and view stock collections, 100 most popular sectors like entertainment and social media, and curated categories like female CEOs. 
and analyst ratings of buy, hold, sell of every stock. That's that's just a view into and an analytical view into stocks that a lot of us aren't able to have. Make investing smart. Robinhood is uh, giving our listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at Almost Famous dot robinhood.com that's almost famous dot robinhood.com today wow this is legit kindle i mean i'm talking we're talking trading securities right now on this podcast oh i know absolutely nothing about stocks but i feel like i can i need all the help i can get absolutely (laughs) and if it if it really does help guide you with it then i think it's something to look into i know it's a good investment Yeah, we've got to set you and Joe up. I'm going to walk you guys through this. Um, That's after the podcast, though. Uh, As we watch Colton's season of The Bachelor, I'm traveling all the time. Kendall's traveling all the time. She's meeting up with her boyfriend, Joe. Joe's meeting up with his girlfriend, Kendall. Mm -hmm. We have very little time, just like a lot of us do, to sit down, prep a meal, go to the grocery store, all that stuff. That's why we use Blue Apron. Create healthy habits this year by learning to cook at home. Blue Apron offers a variety of meals, including kid-approved family plans, vegetarian plans, and a brand new Weight Watchers freestyle plan. The website and mobile app make it easy to plan meals each week. I personally never have to worry about last-minute trips or forgotten ingredients. Each meal comes with easy-to-follow recipes and perfectly portioned ingredients. Blue Apron makes it easy to select recipes for a variety of diets, including many vegetarian options. Each week, I get a variety of dishless meals sent to my house and to choose from. The best part is I learned how to cook recipes I wouldn't even think to try before. One of my favorite meals you have to try is the pesto pasta with broccoli and lemon ricotta. Check out this week's menu and get $60 off at blueapron.com slash almost famous. That's blueapron.com slash almost famous. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. We uh, we have a really special guest in studio today. Uh, she was on the very last group day, but before we get to the group day, I want to talk a little bit about the one-on-one with Elise. I think America is going to fall in love with this person after this day. Elise showed herself to be um, elegant, poised, uh just she just showed herself to be an amazing woman and and for that i i fell in love with her. i thought she was absolutely terrific and just a really good catch no matter who you know falls for her. oh she has a tremendous amount of kindness and she just also seems to be so well spoken and mm-hmm. very mature i i definitely i definitely loved seeing a lot of her on that one-on-one date it's one of those dates, though, that we're like, okay, that was a defining moment in this season. It was incredible to watch, but there isn't a lot to talk about other than the fact that her story is impactful and incredible, and she's used it, like she said. Uh, I thought this was the cool thing that got me just so hyped um, listening to her was she said, you know, those pain, those those tough things in life we can use as a platform to make something better. Uh, and that really, to me, kind of defined the whole date is mm-hmm. this woman is using her platform now to make her life better for somebody else. And so for me, I just, I, I think Elise is just a catch and I'm excited to get to know her better through this season. Same, same. I'm very excited to get to know her. Uh, moving on then, uh, we'll mark Elise's date up to an A plus. We'll <laughs> say it was great. Uh, we're really, really just thankful that she's on this season and that we, again, you know, as a bachelor nation contestant, uh, that somebody like her comes on to 
this show because it just represents this whole thing a lot better. And somebody else that represents Bachelor Nation really well is our next in-studio guest. Rebecca Cruz is in studio with us right now. Rebecca, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. What's good, guys? How hello. are you? I'm glad to be here. Hello, we, hello. Uh, we Just a little bit of briefing. We saw Rebecca and her husband, Terry, on this last episode of uh, The Bachelor, leading uh, the women through their final group date of the episode. Rebecca, I know Kendall's got a thousand questions for you, but I want to start <laughs> by saying how in the world did you get on this show? Uh, well... You know what? I got on the show because I've been married for 30 years to this amazing actor who um, people, to, I guess people seem to think we know something since we survived the NFL and Hollywood together. And, um, you know, we had a reality show uh, a few years back. And so we've just gotten a lot of love and respect and support for our family uh, and for the dynamic of our marriage. We've been through a lot. And somebody, you know, some power that be decided that we should come on and give some advice. And it was tremendously exciting to do so. I, I absolutely loved that date because you see a different side of someone when they are pushed to their limit. Absolutely. Physically. Yes. Did you see, I mean, which girl stood out to you? That's, in that? that's interesting. You were talking about Elise. Yes. Um, I won't say that she stood out physically. But she did stand out in that I felt that Colton ran to her aid quite frequently. Like when she was pushing the little sled and couldn't get it out of the rocks, you know, he jumped right off his spot and ran in there to rescue her and did that more than once. And I was like, "Mm, somebody has captured the heart. That's so telling. It's so telling when you want to be a teammate with somebody and help them. It's such a male thing, right? To rescue, to dive in. You know, my husband will see me carrying a suitcase. I'm perfectly capable of handling. And he comes running in. Babe, I got that. I got that. Don't I, that look, I, that's not a good look for you to be struggling with the suitcase. Yeah, you it's know? all about being a gentleman. Yes, and very that much. The female is, of course, capable of doing that, but wanting to be there and wanting to support her. Right. And look, we we give birth to children. We do all kinds of very tough physical things. Oh yes. But that doesn't mean that I want to lug my own fifty-pound suitcase <laughs> through LAX. You know, I'm like, thank you, honey. I'll take it. And what was what was your favorite challenge on that date? Hmm. My favorite challenge had to be, oh, what was this one where they run with with the big heart? They oh, had to run with the heart and put it up on the pedestal. The medicine ball. The medicine right? ball. The huge medicine yes. ball. Her, she was struggling. I yeah. saw her arm shaking as she was putting it on top of the pedestal. I, I love that because um, it's exciting to watch people run and to watch them carry things. Um, some of the others, like watching them push the sled. I just thought, why are we doing this in this ugly lot with rocks? And and pulling the limo, too. Yeah. And Okay, I almost feel like, who was the first girl that pulled the limo? I almost feel like there were the brakes on with the limo on the first Caitlin, limo pull. Oh, I think it was yes. the, or Cassie, one of those two. And then the second yeah. one, it just seems so easy. Yeah. To pull well, the limo. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, this- you know, that's, that's reality television, right? It's so real. <laughs> I was Wait, like, yeah. Rebecca, fill me in a little bit. So how hard is it to pull a limo? Well, in reality, if a car is in neutral, you know, yeah. a, a, couple, a couple females could push a car. But pushing is a stronger position of strength than pulling. Pulling is very difficult. So 
you know, just I was I used to play track, run track and play basketball and I lift weights. And I can tell you a woman's strength is in her lower body. So to get behind a car and push it is not nearly as difficult as like using that upper body torque and and trying to walk forward. You know, somebody thought that was a good idea. (laughs) All I was thinking is, "Mm -hmm, we're going to have to fix this real quick. You know what I mean? (laughs) I did track and cross country as well in college. And um, definitely, I mean, I think the legs are the powerhouse of the woman. Yeah. And so in those challenges, I feel like the challenge I'd probably like the most there was I probably would have liked the medicine ball one the most because you can yeah. transfer the weight to your legs and you know I and it was just it was just fun to watch it's just fun to watch someone pick something up and run with it you know it's why we love those silly little obstacle games and you know watch them fall or can they balance it you know and it's quick motion you know some of the other uh, challenges um, were kind of slow and laborious and then like you know the ring thing hold the thing together yeah. it's 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 hard to do but it's not real fun to watch well you know? it's interesting because in terms of the dynamic of the girls because we're on week three now um how did you how was it observing all the girls trying to vibe yeah and you who know, was more aggressive in trying mm, to get his attention now i will confess I, I don't remember everybody but they're i'm looking at their pictures hold on i'm looking at their pictures and i remember one girl Every time she came running around the ring, she was jumping up, hugging Colton. And I was like, mm, she's trying a little hard. Hey, uh, Rebecca, as we uh, as we continue on here, if if you could give one piece of advice to these women, right? And, and not mm. on The Bachelor and not how to get through reality television, but just how to build and find that relationship that matters. Okay. What would you and Terry say? Now, now you right up my alley, honey gun, because let me tell you something. I'm working on a book called How to Find and Marry the Right Man. Oh, and yeah. they're, they're, the one thing that I absolutely say about this process, this journey of finding the person that you think you want to spend your life with, is that, first of all, you have to know who you are and what you really want. There, there are so many people who fall in love with someone who does not want the same things they want in life. And then you're in love, but you're in disagreement. You're not on the same path. And ultimately, those choices um, dissolve your union. You know, I've seen people that are dating each other, living together. He wants kids and she doesn't. That's a very big deal breaker. Huge. It's a huge deal breaker. Um, Career. I knew that I wanted to marry somebody in the arts because that's what I was doing. And, And so... Believe it or not, I made a list, okay? Boo had to fill out an application to get with me because I had a list of all these things. I said he has to want kids, at least four. He has to love the arts, either music or acting, or turned out my husband was a visual artist. And he also was a break dancer back in the day, which you guys seen him do in all his movies. Yes. Um, so he loved performing, though that wasn't what he was studying in school. And, uh, and then I said, you know, I want a man who has faith. I want someone that shares my values, you know, and I kind of had this list, you know, this kind of picture and I had a picture of where I wanted to go. So if you want to go work on the pipeline in Alaska, I'm not dating you. (laughs) I'm not going to Alaska. Okay. I grew up in the cold. I grew up in Indiana, went to college in Michigan. I wanted to live in the warm weather. So when Wait, my time husband, out, time out, Rebecca. Yeah. Where'd you grow up in Indiana? Gary, Indiana, honey. Michael I'm is from my Warsaw, home. Warsaw, Indiana. Warsaw. 
Yeah, about an hour and a half. <laughs> yes, east. I, I like you. Yeah, I so, like who's you. your in the house? Well, that's right. right, girl. All right, keep going. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, awesome. but you, but you got to know who you are and what you want, and then you got to know what you don't want. You know, if you're dating a guy who doesn't pay his bills, Mm-mm. that's not going to be cute when he's your husband. You know, because one thing I remember. My my pastor said to me years ago before he married my husband and I, he said, you have to love him enough that if you close your eyes today and he never changes, could you live with him the rest of your life? I was just talking about that with my friend and saying you don't want to walk down the aisle with somebody that you feel like, oh, there's something that's a little bit off, but. We'll figure this out as we go on. Mm, honey, you're going to be living with it is what you're going to do. Yes. Because because people don't change a whole lot. I'm not saying people don't grow and change. But you cannot live um, in a loving relationship always trying to change someone. And listen, we all do. We all have things that we wish they'd do better. Pick up your clothes or mm-hmm. close the toothpaste or put the seat down or, you know, those are little things. But if you have major, major disagreements about what you want in life, no amount of force is going to turn that person into your, your dream spouse or your dream lover. It, it's, um, it's a good bit of wisdom that I took and I believe with all my heart it's why I still am married to my college sweetheart. I love that. Yeah. And I think the most important thing for me, especially one thing that has been different with Joe than anyone else that I've ever dated is that his amount of kindness and empathy towards other people mm, right. is remarkable. And that's a huge, a huge thing for me. And also finding someone that could laugh at everything. <laughs> yes. because with my family, one of the major, if we, whenever we went through something heartbreaking or difficult, we would learn to laugh at it. And so I feel like having the same humor is incredibly important mm. as well. And seeing a best friend in somebody. Yes. I always say that I married my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, people ask me this on the red carpet all the time. What is the secret? And the answer that I typically give is what I call the F word, forgiveness. Because you have to let things go. You, you, you know, it's very easy to pick up little grudges in your marriage And you just look up one day and you're just mad about everything. You're just mad, you know. And but the other thing that I always say is marry your friend. Um, I know it's cliche. You probably hear people say it all the time. But there are times that just my friendship with Terry has kept us together. Just my love for him as a person, as a human being, when the romance wasn't great or the kids were giving us hell or the finances were bad. I still was so rooting for him as a person and he was rooting for me that um, I couldn't imagine life without him. It, it just, you know, you know what I'm saying? He's still someone I generally just like to be around. That's so, so- and, and a lot of women sleep on that. Now I'm, I'm going to school some of you young chicks. Okay. Some of you, some of them get caught up in the game. They're caught up in, but he's not making the money yet. And he, my husband was broke. Okay. When we got married, we were both broke. I was actually the breadwinner when we got married and I paid the bills and, but I knew what was inside of Terry. You know what I'm saying? And so many times, you know, when we make that list, well, he's got to be, you know, six foot three and he's got to be muscular and he's got to be 
financially stable and he's got no kids. Well, a lot of people have kids nowadays. You know what I'm saying? So, so the, the core of who a person is, the, the core of their character is really the only value judgment that you have. It really, really is because those outer circumstances will change. Yeah. And I've, it's interesting. Love is never what you expect it to be. I yeah. think I also had a whole list of things that I wanted the yeah. person that I dated to fulfill. And um, I learned with Joe that, you know, you you have to have the core things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can't look at somebody and say, you are responsible for my happiness. Yes. And a lot of the time, I would look at people that I dated, and if I felt like I was in a bad mood, I would look at them and say, you should make me feel happy. Can you read my mind and tell me that I'm upset? Yeah. There's no such thing as that. You have right. to, people don't know how you feel unless you tell them. Right. And, and I, that goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I always find that I don't, hmm, what's the right word? I, I've heard it said that men only use so many words in a day and that, you know, men use 15,000, women use 25,000, right? These are all, all these. I read a book by Dr. Deborah Tannen years ago called You Just Don't Understand. And she's a sociologist. And this is some older research, but it still proves true that the way we communicate is very different. And so a man will think he told you how he feels. Mm-hmm. But. To me, I'm like, you didn't say anything, you know, that gave me a clue to what's going on inside you. And and so that nonverbal that, you know, my husband may not always say, honey, I'm pissed about what you said to me, but his action will show me, you know, he'll do something a little, um, a little snide and I'll go, what's wrong with you? You know, and he'll go. Well, you were cracking on my lumps in my head. And I'm like, well, I was kidding, you know, because we joke a lot in our house. But but he won't always verbally, verbally tell me that I hurt his feelings. I was speaking with my friend about this earlier. Um, Whenever you date somebody, it's almost as if it's a different language Mm -hmm. and you have to learn that language. Yes, you do. The more you're with them. And so whenever Joe and I are in an argument, um, I'll always pause and say, I, I still don't understand you completely. I'm still learning about right. how to handle things and how to deal with things. Right. So it's a constant, very much like you're learning a different language or a different yes. instrument. You have to put work in and slowly you will master that instrument yeah. in a way. No, absolutely. Um, sensitivity to, um, I'm a mom, just like with my kids. My daughter won't say anything when she's upset, but she'll go to the fridge. And she, right. Mm. So I'll be like, what's wrong? You know, what's wrong, honey bear? Nothing. My do- my daughter, Winnie, is sick, about to be 16. And she just auditioned for a performing arts high school that she's wanted to go to. And she's very nervous and she's a shy girl and, um, you know, has had some struggles with school. So we all know when Winnie's upset, there's certain things she does, you know, And so you tend to feel that way about kids. You know, you tend to feel like you can read them. But I tend to feel with an adult, use your words. Yes. You can say how you feel. You can tell me that pissed you off. You can tell me, right? But I find I have a male child. He's my only boy. And I find that this thing is genetic. This tendency to express things another way, Mm -hmm. like, like my brother used to do. If I teased him about his his um, ugly shirt, 
He just hit me. Yeah. He wouldn't say, dang, sis, that was cold. He just popped me, you know. It's more action. Yeah, action. My brother was the same way where, well, usually my my sister and I would always let, like, say everything. Right. Almost, you know, just like it was like a storm of emotions. And And my brother was very quiet and kept to himself. It's in a relationship, it's important to know what kind of person you're, you're with. Also, I feel like, I feel like, you do a lot of growing in a relationship and you yep. can adjust to knowing how you work together. You know, with, with Joe right. and I, in the beginning, it was a little bit difficult. He's a little more reserved. And then <clears throat> later on in our relationship, you start to see someone as safety. Right. You know, and that's a, extremely important. You never want to betray the trust of someone when they do open up to you and maybe they don't open up to everybody else. And the reason why I feel so special with Joe is that he isn't very open with everybody, but he's open with me. Right. And you have to honor that trust and you have to preserve it. Right. And so that's, I think that's one of the most beautiful things in a relationship is to be the safety for someone. And then they're, they're yours. Well, see, and the problem is I'm married to a comedian. (laughs) So there's no safety in my house. Look, (laughs) I tell my husband something personal. He will Play the dozens. He will go on yeah. stage and t- he will play the dozens on me in a minute. My husband grew up in a home where they played the dozens. Now, do y'all y'all know what playing the dozens? No. Is? What is okay, this is this is this is a hood term for putting everybody down. Okay, so playing the dozens is when you get in a circle and you say, "Your mama's so big, yes. she walk around the house <laughs> and she walks around the house, right?" <laughs> and then the other kid replies back. Your face so ugly, even Mother Nature don't want to look at you. And they and it's a game. And they go back and forth. Now, I did not grow up with this behavior in my home. Um, though I am, my mother is African American. I grew up in this kind of fluffy, educated, stuffy, um, upper middle class family, right? We sat around the dinner table. We dressed up. We tucked our napkins in. And we spoke very politely to each other at the table. So I show up at my husband's. Thanksgiving dinner with his family and they're all insulting each other, right? Yes. Mm. They're all like, you got a big head, you got a big nose, blah, blah. and they're all laughing and I'm going, oh, clutch my pearls. That you know? yeah. <laughs> and, different and dynamics. So my husband is ruthless. You know, you've seen how funny he is on TV and he's very charming and likable and he is, but at home at Thanksgiving, it's like, mommy got a big head, you know, yeah. or you know, and I'm like, Terry, you're teaching the children to be disrespectful. He's like, uh, whatever. And then they all jump in. But then we all turn. I call him Milk Dud Head. And then they call him Milk Dud Head. And then it's therapeutic to be able to make oh, fun of each other. Very much so. Rebecca, I, I think this is like you're touching on uh, what so many people have wondered. And one of the questions that our, our listeners has written in for you is, you know, how do you make this thing work? Which I obviously asked you and you're touching on it. There's an authenticity and a genuineness to your relationship with Terry that we all see. Um, and, you know, with your, your background of faith and your background, and your commitment to Terry. It's really awesome for so many young people out there to, to kind of use you two as a representation of, of how a couple operates. Uh, before you go, um, because I know you're busy, uh, we really want to say thank you for coming on The Bachelor and thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh, Is there pleasure. anything thank out you. there that you, you know, your book, you're, you're obviously talking about, any projects that you and Terry are working on together, any projects that Terry's working on that you're work, working on that you'd like to oh, tell yeah. our listeners about? Oh, sure. Well, since Mommy is on the podcast today, I'm going to talk about my music project. I have some singles out on iTunes, Spotify, all those places under both Rebecca Cruz and my alter ego is Regina Madre. 
And all those songs are up on iTunes, Destiny, Aki Pulled It On, One Goodbye and Ten. Really awesome music that I'm promoting as an independent artist. So check me out in the music Woo. scene. Uh, doing a lot more press and performances on that and doing new music. So new music coming out. Husband and I are working on a book together, um, yet untitled, about um, not just about marriage, but about overcoming obstacles and finding success in uh, very various areas of life, marriage, finances, um, pursuit of career, um, all the things that people tend to ask us, like, how did you make it? How did you stay together? How did you um, keep your family? You know, my kids, thank God, so far, nobody's in jail. Nobody's on the pole. Nobody's you know? in jail. <laughs> so at this point, it's fingers crossed, right? And then uh, I am working on some materials of my own, giving advice to women, advice to mothers, advice to single women, um, just the stuff I've lived through. I'm not a PhD and I'm not a doctor. Uh, I just have a degree in the, in the, um, a degree in life and the book Experience. of life. And, um, we just want to share what we've been through and, and encourage other people that they can make it where they're trying to go. The best. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank You're really you. the greatest. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for talking about everything. Tell Terry, I'm a big fan. Rebecca, I'm a big fan of you. Can I, and I can tell you that to your face. <laughs> um, but tell Terry Forrest, uh, thank you for coming on the show. My uh, pleasure. We appreciate you both. And thanks for being an amazing example of how a couple can love and work and like each other oh, for 30 you. years. I know. We got married at 10. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you, guys. Thanks, thanks a so lot. Much. Thank you. Um, Kendall, um, but do you brush your teeth? I do brush my teeth twice a day, maybe three. That's interesting. So do <laughs> I, and I use Quip. Uh, all of our listeners out there, you've heard me talk about Quip. We love Quip. Uh, Kendall and I both brush our teeth. And and Kendall, do you feel good about telling all of our listeners? All about Quip? Um, <laughs> so starting a healthy routine and sticking to it are two very different things. Inevitably, we all skimp on that full night of sleep, skip a workout or two, or brush our teeth with a tired old toothbrush. We're not perfect, but we can do better. And Quip is a better electric toothbrush that can help. Quip has sensitive sonic vibrations for an effective clean that's gentle on your sensitive gums. Built-in two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides and help you clean your whole mouth evenly. That's very important because I never know how long I have to have my toothbrush on certain areas. Um, also, brush heads are automatically delivered on dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5. A friendly reminder when it's time for a, re for a refresh and to stay committed to your oral health. I had no idea you had to change your toothbrush every three months yeah i don't do that i don't do that either <laughs> and i feel like i should because i think a smile is like one of the first things people notice about you yeah i'm pretty gross <laughs> i don't i don't know if i've changed you know, i don't know if i have a travel toothbrush that i use which is quip and uh before quip listen to this, this is crazy i don't think i changed that travel toothbrush that i used to have for a year I wonder, like, all the bacteria that's living in there, you know, because you yeah. know your mouth is full of just, like, live things. Good thing I wasn't kissing anybody. <laughs> you know, they also did, well, now you are, so you have to be careful. <laughs> that's probably why you're starting to use Quip, because you're starting to kiss somebody right now. <laughs> um, that's why I love Quip and why over one million happy, healthy mouths do, too. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash almostfamous right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash almost famous.
Awesome. Yeah, Quip's good. It actually is kind of funny. I thought about this when we first started doing the podcast and uh, I was like, oh, I travel with the same little bag. It's always packed because I travel so much. I throw it in my suitcase. I'm ready to go. And then I thought, I don't change a lot of this out. Like, I, I bet I change my toothbrush whenever... It yeah, starts, whenever I lose it. It starts crusting maybe on the sides. You see, like, oh, the crust yeah. of the toothpaste. I can't do that. That's the best. <laughs> There's um, all... Kendall, Ashley and I talk every week about shopping. My fashion struggles a lot of the times. Ashley's never does. And one of the reasons is because of ThreadUp. Uh, you're a fan of shopping as well. So tell all of our listeners about ThreadUp. Oh, I'm a huge thrift store shopper. I absolutely love using clothes, have amazing quality, and... Clothes that you, can, you can't really find anywhere else. Um, so did you know that on average we throw away about 80 pounds of clothes every year? Buying secondhand extends the life of, of an item by 2.2 years and reduces its eco-impact by 73%. This year, I'm giving myself, my wallet, and my closet a fresh start by giving secondhand clothes a new life with ThreadUp. Um, I actually think it's extremely important to um, use secondhand clothes and to not waste clothing and there's a lot of amazing clothing clothing that you can find secondhand um so thread up is the largest online consignment and thrift store where you can shop high quality pieces for up to 90 percent off estimated retail um they have over 35,000 brands ranging from gap to gucci okay guys little fact joe loves gucci <laughs> joe is a gucci guy um you can find a coach purse for ten dollars anthropology dress for six dollars and lululemon tank for ten dollars joe wore lululemon shorts for every single rose ceremony on paradise. That is a little fact for you. Um, plus, if you go to threadup.com slash almost famous today, you'll get extra 30% off of your first order. It's super easy and fun to shop. You can save your sizes and favorite brands and filter for exactly what you want. They have so many cute things and add thousands of new items every day. I just bought a pair of rain boots to get through the rainstorm last week. Um, honestly, New York is quite insane. And I've actually gotten things for the warm weather there because I'm not used to having really heavy coats because Los Angeles does not get as cold as New York. So on tour, I've definitely been needing coats like that. Um, but I didn't want to spend a lot of money on coats or rain boots for the drastically changing weather. Um, so ThreadUp was the perfect option for me. I ordered a pair of Tommy Hilfiger rain boots for only $17.99 and they are usually a hundred dollars so i think what's really important is you buy something that's really good quality as opposed to buying a million different things that aren't as good quality so i think definitely secondhand clothing have stood the test of time so they are more trustworthy <laughs> so go to threadup.com slash almost famous for an extra 30 percent off your order that's t-h-r-e-d-u-p dot com slash almost famous threadup.com slash almost famous for an extra 30 percent off today terms apply the the last group day of this episode uh, was interesting. Obviously, we just had Rebecca on. She's great. Fantastic. Great advice from her. And I think that's what these women really were going after on the group date. But it's the evening portion, as we talked about earlier on the podcast, that really matters. And something major happened. Outside yeah. of everything else, it really focused on one thing. Colton sending somebody home during the group date. Um, I was completely surprised that he sent Caitlin home because she seems he seems like he was really interested and intrigued by her in the beginning. And it is only week three. So you think that he would give her more of a chance to show who she was. Um, at the same time, if you're not interested in someone, you're not interested in somebody. And in, there's no use wasting their time or your time and keeping them on. Um, but I have to say I was not I did not see that coming at all. I really respect the the kind of the lead that he took there, though. You you could see the conversation wasn't going well. You could see it was a little awkward. 
I mean, I'm sure uh, in real life it maybe was just as awkward. There's just some weird responses and some like you could just they weren't clicking. He had obviously that wasn't the first time they had talked. So this was probably something that was building up. And Colton just said, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to bring like drag this girl along any longer. It's it's done here. For me, I thought that was maybe the mark of Colton saying, "Okay, this is my, about my experience with these women, and these this and this is not working." I th- I, I respected that move. I'm proud of him for it. Yeah. Um, and one other thing, I'm kind of proud of Colton for, even though it's not really my place to be proud of him, but I guess all the listeners probably are. Is then uh, he cancels the cocktail party to do a pool party, and at the pool party, uh, the Hannah, Kaylin, uh, uh, you know, claws come out again. And yep. he doesn't have it. Where does this go now? Where do you see this one thing ending up? There has to be some sort of clarification because they're both going back and forth and saying the exact same thing. They're both saying the, per- the other girl's untrustworthy, that toxic is a word that they use a lot. Um, and you can't say those things without having the evidence to back it up. And so right now, Colton probably has very strong feelings for both girls. And he probably wants to keep both of, the- both of them around. But he's coming to terms with the fact that there is an ultimatum and he probably what does have to get rid of one of the girls because it's going to grow into a bigger deal and distract even more um, from his relationship with either of them. So I, I, I can understand the frustration because right now I'm not getting any answers. I don't know why they're fighting. I know that they were in a competitive environment, which it makes sense to not maybe have the best of relationship with someone that you're in a competitive environment with. But um, yeah, I'm just curious. I don't know why. I also feel like with Kaylin, she there's something that she's not saying. And I also don't think that um, I don't think Hannah thinks it's her place to say what Kaylin has gone through, which I do respect. But I feel like Kaylin does have to open up a little bit more to mm-hmm. to stay because I almost feel like he would send both of them home if this isn't resolved or he doesn't have any clarification on it. I think we're going to learn a lot about both these people, especially Kaylin. I think right now, Caitlin has the upper hand. It's just the vengeance of the show, and we're seeing it come out. But there is, I think this story gets a lot deeper. I have a feeling that there's just a lot more going on than, than what we realize. But they've got to start talking. Right now, it's just we, don't, we just don't know. I will say one thing I took away from that scene is never make a ridiculously wild monster face on national television and then drag it out. I mean, Hannah will never live that down. That will become a GIF that will be used over and over again forever and ever. Just her. I personally think that was epic. I loved that face. I'm sure it was wild. She went for it. I mean, you have to admire somebody who just goes for it and who has like the monster face. You know, I, I I liked it personally. Unbelievable. Uh, hey, Kendall, you kill it again. Thank you for being the best guest host ever. Before we send you off, I know we have an email from one of our wonderful listeners out there. Easton, uh, we've just hired on this guy with this like very just sensual, magical voice to read this email to us. His name's Mark. He's usually in stu- studio. Um, Mark, read the email away. And this person is dying to know who has been dating from Colton season. He can't reveal it for a couple of weeks. Hmm. Is that when she gets kicked off the show? Just a theory. Either way, good luck. Happy for you. Okay. Who is this mystery woman that we keep hearing about? Oh, first off, I just love Mark's voice. He just, that <laughs> voice is just awesome. Like you cannot get more, uh, just old school radio than Mark. Uh, 
Yeah, she's not from Colton season. The, you know, the reason that uh, I just don't didn't want to put out names yet is is at some level. I, I didn't really mean to slip up. I didn't think I slipped up. I don't. I'm not hiding anything. I think you know you go through public relationships before and and you kind of deal with those that pressure and there's just the right timing to it all to kind of make it a thing and publicly put everything out there. And so I just wanted to kind of tell Colton that, you know, long distance isn't easy and it's hard and that dating's fun and it's uh, exciting. And I've been able to get back into it and, uh, and just try to relate with him a little bit. So life's good. Uh, but she's not from Colton season. Um, not at all, not from the show. So thank you for writing. Thank you for caring. Thank you for the support and more to come. Hey, uh, before we go, I have to give out a couple thank yous. Um, one is to crate and barrel, start your crate and barrel registry. Now at crate and backslash gift registry, Robin hood, a free stock to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at almost famous.robinhood.com blue apron, get $60 off at blueaproncom slash almost famous quip. Go to getquip.com backslash almost famous right now. You can get your first refill pack for free. Thread up, go to threadup.com slash almost famous for an extra 30% off your first order today or any day. And also thank you to Kindle, Kindle Long. Uh, Google her name. She's a top read uh, for all of Bachelor Nation right now. She will thank continue you to be guys. the absolute <laughs> best guest co-host of all time. Kindle, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. We appreciate you. And hey, Kendall, we leave, we leave every episode the same way. Just follow my lead here. I've been Ben. I've been Kendall. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.